Welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. And if this is your first time pushing play, I want you to know that you are so welcomed here. I am your host, Jackie Brindle. I am a mom of three, wife, teacher, blogger, speaker, and I do like to run. We all need a little encouragement on the good and not so good days to lift us up and onward. That's my hope for you, that you will be so encouraged and know that with God, nothing is impossible. Happy New Year, friend. Today, you're listening to episode number 66 with guest speaker, Liz Dufresne. And I'm your host, Jackie Brindle. And I can't wait to bring in you guys the heat, the fire, the goodness, the encouragement, the inspiration, things that challenge you and move you onward. You know, if you're loving these conversations, let me just tell you right now what would make my day is if you just go over to Apple Podcasts, write a review, and you can rate it, give it five stars. That way, more people can be encouraged. And who knows? Someone else could be uh, not not know anything about the Be Encouraged podcast. And today, because you've made that review and you liked it and you subscribed to it, more people can be encouraged just like you. So that would just mean the world to me. Make sure you do that because it does make a huge difference. And now you guys are rolling into 2022, a whole brand new year. And since 2019, I've done this thing where I've picked a word or a phrase, not a New Year's resolution, but a phrase or a word for the year instead. And because I usually start the new year with goals, uh, ambitions, you know, things are going to be better, right? Always it's going to be better the next year and things that I'd like to achieve. But even if plans go out of order, which they typically do, that word or phrase can ground me, challenge me, and move me onward, especially when I get stuck or I'm not focused on what's most important, if that makes sense. So this year, I chose the phrase, be bold. You know, I hope that with each conversation you listen to here, it'll inspire you. Speak life boldly into you and be the light, that spark that lights the fire back into you, into your day, into this moment, especially when you're feeling like that light is being burned out. Today's topic, I believe, is going to challenge all of us to reflect on a few things in our lives, like what kind of assignment has God placed on my heart to do this year? What assignment am I living out right now? And while I'm on this assignment, am I stewarding it well? Do I have the right motives and perspective when the season maybe gets challenging? This message, I believe, is for so many of us listening to it today even myself included. Do you have an assignment in your life that maybe perhaps is brand new? Maybe you're entering a parenting role and you just became a new mama or a father, or perhaps, uh, you know, life has changed and now you have a career shift, or maybe you're in a new relationship, or you're going through a season of rebuilding new friendships and you move to a new area. Maybe you're starting a business or getting into ministry. Or maybe you have that thing in the back of your mind that you know you're meant to do, and this is the year you're going to do it. Whatever assignment you're on, keep your eyes focused. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Your assignment is meant for you. So hang here with me because Liz Dufresne, the guest speaker, the first guest speaker of the new year, challenges us all to remember the heart of that assignment. Liz 
is the heart of her family, ministry, and community. She has been serving so many women, especially as the Women's Director for Pendel Ministry Network of Assemblies of God for a few years now. And as she has taken on this assignment, she leads Pendel women with excellence, gives invaluable amount of wisdom, is humble, kind, compassionate. She speaks to the heart of every single woman, I believe, and I can't wait for you all to be just replenished by her words today. So let's buckle up, grab your cup of coffee, get on your walk or run, but wherever you are, be encouraged. Let's go. Hey Liz, welcome to the Be Encouraged podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. Such an honor. Well, thanks Jackie. It's so good to be with you. Absolutely. Welcome to 2022. I can't even believe that believe that I'm saying that, to be honest with you. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I just, I can't wait for our friends to be so inspired by what you have to say today, Liz, to just get us recharged and just ignite a fire under all of us to get going in the year of 2022. Because I feel like when you come up against like a blank slate, there's so many possibilities. It's like endless. But um, so it always feels so good when you know that there's nothing ahead of you. But at the same time, I know there's so much learning to be done. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And you have such a gift of teaching others. And I can't wait for other people just to kind of listen in to you and uh, hear a little bit more about where you're from and that kind of thing. So before we hop right into all of that, will you go ahead and give us a little bio about yourself, where you're from, family and all that good stuff? Okay. Well, I'm from this side, this part of my life. I'm from Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, but originally I was brought up on the Pittsburgh side of the state and um, met my husband in Texas. He's from this side of the state. So long story short, years later, we ended up on this side of the state. So I have two, two sons that are married and great daughter-in-laws and seven grandkids. So it's busy. It's a busy life. And I'm also a twin. So that's kind of different about me that we still look alike after all these years but we still do look alike and kind of act alike oh that's fun you know i'm a twin too liz but we don't look alike so people aren't getting us confused like <laughs> yeah people do get confused with us for sure <laughs> yeah well just thinking about family and friends and all the things that you were just saying do you happen to have like a goal to achieve this year or do you do resolutions or personal like career goal or anything like that? You know what? I don't do a resolution. I guess we all do every year. We're going to get a little healthier, right? Everybody does that. <laughs> this is the year we're going to do that. So I, I, I probably do that, but I think resolutions, I look at the whole year, you know, we, for, because of my job, I set a plan for what we'd love to see accomplished this year. And so we do that. I do that work-wise. Uh, personally, my husband and I have maybe goals for the year also that we'd like to accomplish this year. But, you know, so in my job, I, I write them down because it's important that we know where we're headed. Yeah, I think that's in, that's pretty smart. Like it, just writing things down to know where you're heading. Like, mm -hmm. do you do that for like quarterly for your, for your, uh, what you do for work and, and so on? Well, what we do is we, we, we have a once a year, like a dream team meeting. And that's kind of where we talk about the whole thing, how it's going to look, what's the, what's going to be the theme for the next year, you know, everything that happens. And then I mean, God happens. And so things may change a little bit here or there because we don't want to miss opportunities, but we certainly know where we're headed for the year before it begins. 
Yeah, I think as a person, it can get really wrapped up in your work. And I love that you said, um, you know, then God happens. <laughs> Has yeah. there been something in your life or, you know, that's happened in the past that you say that? So, like, you just, you know, you, you say it like you have wisdom, like you, you've done this before. This isn't your first road. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's really like last year. During during the pandemic year, you know, we were facing, um, we had a plan for what it was going to be. We we're going to have a spring tour of things that we normally would do. But right in the middle of it, I felt like there was a need to have a retreat for leaders. And so I just thought about it one day, you know, and before I even talked with my team, I the word replenish came into my heart. And we ended up launching a new new event called Replenish Retreat for Leaders. And so that was a God moment as part of all the things we did last year for me personally. And we just came through a great conference, but I loved, I loved seeing what it did for the women leaders. So I think it was a God thing and we're going to do it again this year, but that's sometimes how things get launched. New things get launched. God just inspires, you know, you and your quiet times because maybe you see a need and then you say, Lord, how am I going to help me to, meet this need and that's kind of what happened with that so wow that's so speaking to us yeah i just think you're right and sometimes we have to slow down and and listen a little bit lean into yeah. it yeah, absolutely that's what's hard is to slow down <laughs> slow down and listen yeah yeah is there a lot of times in your life you feel like that's been something hard for you to do and that you've kind of been able to at least try and do a little better throughout the years yeah, I think I'm naturally a doer, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, if you're a doer and get lists going and organizational, right, you can get so stuck in the details sometimes that it's hard to step back and hear. So I've had to really teach myself, like, step back and listen to what's going on. You know, I often say, Lord, I'll do whatever you say. Just tell me what to do. And sometimes he's probably telling me, then be quiet and I'll tell you what to do, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah yeah i think there's a lot of times in my life lord's like be still jackie and know that i am god like literally speaking out the scripture be still and i'm like i can't <laughs> it's so hard yeah it's hard to be still that's for sure yes but i love that you you put together the that word replenish and put together a, a conference about it for leaders because i think that's so many that's so what people need is to be replenished i feel like a lot of times we're we're running on e trying to do all the things um you know checking off our list like you said you know and to that point um but then how do we replenish ourselves how do we connect to what's important and so as a leader in your position you know uh with pendel women uh, conference and the things that you do, how do you replenish yourself being so high up in leadership? Because I think some people listening might be in a leadership role and be going, yes, I need to be replenished. Like, what are some things that you've done um, that has really helped you, poured into you? I, th uh, for me personally, well, I'm a person that people energize me. So people, so I do two things. First, I have to slow it down, like give myself a moment in the morning to, you know, just quiet myself and read and pray, just think, listen, you know, to what God's saying. So for me, that's important. And you can do that. I think we get kind of caught up in when does that happen in our day? People with different seasons of your life, it happens at different times of your day. So I think, I think when I was younger, I could always get like stuck on the it has to be like early morning. I'm exhausted or something. You know, I can't get up yeah. at five. Can this be at 
nine o'clock at night. It doesn't really matter to me. It doesn't. I think you just make your, get your moment, you know, that you realize that God wants to talk to you. And then for me, the other thing is I have to, I need people in my life. So if I am so busy moving fast with no time for people, I feel, I feel, um, like suck the life out of me real quick because I need to hear people's stories and hear what's going on in their lives. It energizes me to see people's lives being impacted. And so I, I think it's important for me to schedule people into my life Mm. better when I'm around people and, you know, and sometimes the higher up in leadership you go, the lonelier it can get. Mm. And so you really have to, uh, at least me personally, I need still to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. I think that connection is really important. I, I totally hear you. I love that. I remind to, I read recently, it said, God does not give you people you want, but people you need. And I mm. think it's not funny how sometimes we don't even know that we needed that person there, but God knew we needed them right there in that moment. Um, Cause sometimes it's a lonely, it can be a lonely road. Like, I don't know. So I remember one time I was teaching years ago. It was one of my first, first times teaching in a classroom. And I remember a seasoned teacher came over and said, Hey, listen, you're not on your own Island. You're not by yourself. Like I'm right across the hall. If you need anything, don't feel like you're all alone. I'm like, okay. You know, but it was just so important for her to say that. And I don't think she realized the impact of that because I'm like, now I say that to other people too. Like, Hey, you're not on your own Island. Like it's fine. Right. It's all true. We all, we definitely, we were made relationships. Yeah. You know? That's the truth. Yeah. yeah. Which is what you do all, you connect people and build relationships, which is what you do so well. I know at the Pendel women's conference, I, I knew I needed to have you on because you have this way of connecting with a, a crowd, with a group of women and to help them relate to what they're going through in a sense that knowing that they're not alone and, you know, the crazies is going to be there, you know, (laughs) whatever season of life we're in, but you create this atmosphere of um, just people in, it's like you're inviting people into your home and it was like, you know, a conference room, you know what I mean? And you just felt like such a a great um, experience to have had. So can you tell me how you, how you, why is the atmosphere important to you? I guess is what I want to say. Yeah, I think atmosphere is everything. I think the atmosphere you create around you can change the world. So, and we have Jesus inside of us. And so with that, I mean, we, we are representing like the King of Kings, you know? So when I think of atmosphere and how I want people to feel, I, I, I try to think, even though it's, you know, a couple thousand people there, I try to think of it like I'm inviting people into my home. And what, how do I want people to feel when they walk in my home? And so I don't want people to f- feel awkward or, like, you know, any pretense. I just want them to feel, be relaxed. And so that kind of atmosphere is what I want to create. I don't want to create like this leader that's way up there because that's not who I am. I'm just like, <laughs> like all normal people. And for whatever reasons, God's put me in that position for this season of my life. I don't own it. I'm, it's, I'm on assignment. And so when I think of it that way, I think, well, you know, let's everybody, we all, we're all coming, we all get dressed exactly the same way in the morning. Right. So we're, so I just think I'm just a normal person up there and I'm just doing what God's called me to do at this moment. So it's easy. It's yeah. 
I love that God's called you on an assignment. How do how do you follow those promptings that are so big in your heart that you know God's called you on an assignment? Like, have you can you think back to like something that you've done in particular, or even maybe even taken on this position that um, you felt like, okay, I know you're calling me to do this, and then not also, and then also not doubting yourself or being insecure about it, you know, because taking on a leadership role, it's not like you know, at least for me, I know I would have a hard time kind of owning that and like not doubting myself. Well, listen, human beings, we all doubt ourselves. I mean, if if I would say that I never have moments where I feel like I cannot do this, this is too, this is too hard. Everybody feels like that. And everybody feels like somebody could be doing it better than them, because somebody could be doing it better than them, right? None of us have the, we don't, you know, I'm not the end all of everything. I mean, somebody could step in and maybe do a greater job than me. But the truth is, for this moment, God's asked me to do it. So I have to just rest in that, God, you know what you're doing. And as long as, as long, it just keeps you humble because, you know, this is more God than it is me when something great happens, you know, and that's, that's just God's faithfulness. That's God's faithfulness in me saying, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll clean the floor if you need me to do that right now, whatever you need me to do to make this happen, I'll do it. And so I think, I think just realizing we're just human beings. We're jars of clay, nothing more. So it's okay to feel It's okay. I think to feel like you can't do it because truthfully, none of us can do it without God's help. We're kind of useless. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? I even think about like God's word, like how many times, you know, different characters were like, God, are you sure you want me (laughs) to do that work? Yeah. 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 All of them them work. You know, I think, I think God's so amazing. I was just talking about thinking, you know, this past Christmas, how God woven, wove into the story, all kinds of people from, from, you know, Zachariah and Elizabeth who were old and shouldn't have had children anymore to Joseph and Mary, who were almost teenagers, right? Yeah. You know, to um, Simeon, who was an old prophet, to Anna, who was a widow. I mean, these are, God, God, is, God wove everybody into the story. And if you look at the mm-hmm. Bible, I mean, Rahab, Ruth, there's just so many examples of people yes. that, that it, he like reaches out to every single person in every single circumstance and says, if I called you, I'll equip you. And I think that's the bottom line. If he calls you, he'll equip you. And so you have to kind of rest in that because everything's always going to seem bigger than what you think you can do. Always. There hasn't been one thing that happened that I thought, you know what? I got this. Every single time I think this is overwhelming. Lord, this is bigger than me and you're going to have to help me. And then, you know, you couple months later, you're like, I can't believe that just happened. But it did because God, God helped you accomplish it, basically. Yeah. No, I definitely love that. I love that time of just reflection, too. Like you can think about how far you've come and, and how far, you know, you still have to go. But the, the, mm-hmm. the faith comes and the strengthening of your faith comes by looking back and seeing how far God's gotten you to this point. You know what I mean? That's right. That's right. Yep. He was faithful then. He'll be faithful now. I think that's kind of how we have to live. Yeah. And, you know, I, for our listeners, just to even hear a little backstory of us and how far, I mean, our lives have come and somehow intersected. It, it just is ridiculous. It's crazy to me to think about this. But we were talking previously, uh, Liz and I, you guys, and, you know, we were saying how, you know, she was in from Phoenixville and, and she had a, the Morning Star Church that started years ago. And mm-hmm. my cousin, um, it was in maybe late 90s or something, said, hey, come on over 
to my church. I am loving this. I'm playing worship there. It's, and I went to a very like more structured church and, you know, Joby always loved, I call him Joby, <laughs> you call him Joseph, <laughs> but, um, you know, he always loved to play the piano. And so I knew this was going to be some sort of awesome, you know, performance that he was going to be doing at your church. And lo and behold, I'll never forget the impact that that church made on my, you know, being a young teenager, a young teen, um, and knowing that I wanted to go to church like that, or I wanted to worship God like that and to want to know him more, you know? Um, and that was the church that you led, Liz. Yeah, that's funny. Right after all those years, after 38 years at one place. Yes, we've, we left that church to do new jobs at this season of our life, new assignments, as we say. Yes, and in your new assignment, you came to my, my home church here, where we live in Pennsylvania. And um, and I remember you taught about kindness, and mm-hmm. it was an incredible story. And then when I pieced it all together, when I went to the Pendel Women Conference, I'm like, wait, that's the same woman who was <laughs> there, there, and there, you know? Yeah. And I just, you know, to the point of how, you know, you never know what assignment God's going to put you on or a mission but sometimes he, he puts us on these paths that sometimes they intersect in the most meaningful way. Right. I think it's like my husband always uses the phrase. It's like he would say that was a postcard from heaven. Mm. You know, I, I, I always love that because it happens often that something will intersect like that. And you'll think, God, you are amazing, first of all, because you, you do these little things. So we know that you know all about us. Yes. Sometimes in this huge world, we think, God, do you, are, do you understand what I'm going through right now? And then something will happen. It's like, absolutely, he does. He sees mm-hmm. every detail of our life, you know, so. Right, because how, how else would anybody have known? Like, I didn't tell that to anybody. Like, oh, I want to go to the church like this, or I love worship like this. <laughs> you know, I didn't tell anybody. I was just a kid. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> the church was fun today, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love, love the postcard idea, Liz. I'm going to have to take that. <laughs> yeah. With it. Tell your husband, good job. I like that one. Yeah. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah. But you guys have been through, you know, different callings, like you said. And, um, you know, there's good, bad, the ugly and stuff. And what have you learned mostly in changing these positions? You know, I think change never gets easier. Um, I think that's something that, you know, I, I have to continue to work at. But mm-hmm. I know for you, like being through so many different shifts and more recently, you know, how has change, how have you faced change with faith? Well, it's truthfully, I mean, when I took this job, you know, we shortly after we hit COVID and so, so isolating, I'm a people person initially. (laughs) So really until I've, it's, it's taken me, it's been two years. It's been more than two years now. It's going to be three years. And to really get my bearings a little bit and say, okay, not that I didn't do the job because I had to like almost reinvent the job during COVID a little bit, change how we do things. So one of the things is, you know, I can't get off the ride. You know, So I think some of it is many times when things are a little difficult, we just want to be done. Right. And so I live my life that that maybe with this fear or not a good fear, you know, I think there's a godly fear that I want my life to reflect Jesus. And I want to leave a legacy of faithfulness for my kids, mm-hmm. for, you know, young women that are looking at me. And so if I can do anything, 
when the going gets tough, because it, it does for everybody, I mean, that's just, that's called life, that if you live with the end in mind, mm. and, you know, it kind of gives you better perspective because lots of things, you know, you go, we go through things and we get to the other side, but in the middle of going through it, it's when we all want to get off the ride, right? <laughs> it's yeah. just too hard. But eventually seasons change because that's biblical, right? Seasons come, seasons go is, you know, there's going to be winter, it's going to be spring, it's, it's all going to happen. So if you don't like the season you're in, just keep going because another one's coming, right? Yeah, Nobody gets to be up all the time. And so when you look at somebody else's life and say their life just is amazing right now, you know, and mine isn't. Well, that's, that's, that's the season. But your season is going to change. Their season is going to change. You know, that's why we have to cheer each other on because everybody has up times and down times. So we just have to cheer each other on because it will change for all of us. So just being faithful and thinking what, when I look back and my family looks back on, the, on my life, what do I want them to say? What do I want people in our church to say? And now what do I want Pendel women to say? All these women that are watching my life, I want to be faithful because I want, that's my responsibility. So I take it pretty seriously. I love that you say that you take that pretty seriously. You know, there's so many different seasons that shift and change and, and you're right. Um, taking those moments day by day and remembering what's important in each of them is really important. And I'm so thankful that there are times that at one point I thought they would never, um, grow out of a stage of sleeping, you know, not sleeping through the night. I thought I'd, I would never fall asleep again through the night and, and sleep straight through. And now I do. Um, I know that's hope for someone out there, but <laughs> yes, it's all true. Um, Eventually, but... you won't get them to wake up when you want. You know, it goes the other way. Yeah, it, does. <laughs> it goes the other way. I'm starting to to get a glimpse of that teenage sleep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it happens, you know. In seasons, they do change and move onward, and it's so funny that that brings you bring that to light to keep at the forefront that life is so fleeting. Because I think that was a message. Um, throughout last year that I really, it really just struck a chord because, you know, uh, we lost my father-in-law last year on Christmas day. And I will never forget that all I, all we wanted was just our, my father-in-law back on Christmas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, but it really strikes, strikes a chord of remembering like life is such a gift. It is such a gift. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So it just puts things in perspective when you, when you keep it in the forefront of, you know, thing, then the big, the things that we, you know, complain about aren't so really that bad after all in a way, you know? Yep. Yep. For sure. Um, and did you always, I have a question to you. Like, do you ever, do you ever grow up like thinking about like, when did it really start to click this perspective for you? Did you grow up thinking about like, okay, life is a gift and, you know, I feel like, does it start small or, or is it always something that's um, been on your heart? Um, I think, well, you know, I lost my, my father died when I was two. So, so because I experienced loss as a child, I lived with a little bit of wondering, you know, am I going to lose my husband? I mean, I, had that. So I've always held that life is a gift in a sense, because, because I experienced loss, mm. you know, so I probably held life pretty, <laughs> pretty close to my heart. 
um, yeah. you know, wanting to, God's been good to me that I've, I've, he has made so much up to me. I feel like in my adult years that I missed as a child. Mm, that's so special. And you're, you're a grandmom, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seven grandkids. Yep. Oh, I bet they keep you busy. <laughs> well, they're fun. Those one, one turn 10 today. So. Oh, that's yeah. lovely. That's so fun. I know. And teaching, you know, the next generation to come, um, you know, what is a, an important thing that you want to leave a legacy of behind for your, for your kids and for your grandkids and for your grandkids, grandkids, and so on? What is something that if, if you were to, to tell us a little piece of insp- mm-hmm. inspiration or motivation, um, what would that be, Liz? You know what it would be? I think when I hear other people that have grown up, you know, when their parents were believers and their parents were believers and they have this whole legacy of people behind them, you know, that have all, have all followed Christ and I'm first generation. So I, I want someday that like I pass it on to the next, that my grandkids that I live, you know, long enough to see that they love Jesus. And mm-hmm. because I see what it does to your marriage, I, I've see, I see what a difference it makes in marriage. Mm. You know, so if I can just that the legacy is that not there's two things we want to pass on our faith. We're really strong about that. We want them to know Jesus and we want to pass on generosity. So mm. we, we've always like Steve and I live our lives that I feel like I play with monopoly money for some reason. I'm just not, <laughs> you know, money does not have like all done me. I feel like, God, you put it in my hand. I'll, I'll, I'll give it out. And so I want, we, we try very hard to teach them, let's be generous with our lives. So what, where can you, like by sponsoring children, there's lots of, there's lots of ways we can, you can be generous with your life, not just financially, but with your time and get, you know, giving who you are to people. So those are, those are the legacies I want to live. I don't care if we have loads of stuff. We're not big stuff people. Yeah. So, you know, I don't really care about that. So your new resolution isn't to clean out something. No. <laughs> that's no. good. No. That's good. You know what? I think that's really good. Sometimes we need to carry it a little lighter, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think it's really simplicity, you know, that you find value in simple things. Um, and I think that's beautiful, you know, generosity mm-hmm. and, and living a life of faith that increases other people to just trust in God's promises too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're such a light Liz. Thank you so much for coming on here and, and talking with me and replenishing all of us to really just to dive a little bit deeper into who God is in our life and in our li- lives and in our journey and, and to really just, I don't know, hold on to those simple things and ideas of, you know, that tomorrow is a gift, today is a gift, and um, to really just fearlessly live life, to be bold. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I really loved getting to know you and talk with you. Yes, thank you so much, Liz, and have a good rest of your year. I hope our paths cross again. (laughs) Me too. Have a great day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this meaningful and profound conversation with Liz Dufresne. You know, I know this is one I will continue to circle back to for sure. You know, I love that Liz encourages us all to leave a legacy of faithfulness and to pass on our faith generation to generation and to, you know, be generous in life. And, you know, if you are feeling that little nudge, that being led to pass on generosity today, 
you can go ahead and click on the link in the show notes. It will take you over to the Pendel Women website and where you can check out 1000 Sisters. You can join and become a part of the 1000 Sisters and partner financially with Pendel Women for as little as $10 a month to invest in what God is doing to empower and equip and inspire women all over. So that I would suggest definitely doing along with if you really thought about that conference Liz was talking about called the Replenish Conference, you can even check it out there by clicking the link in the show notes to learn more. You guys, thanks again for showing up with me this year. And if this is your first time listening, don't forget to go ahead and click subscribe, write even a review. Let me know how I'm doing. And for you all listening or looking forward to what's up next, I can't wait for you all to listen to Amy Dubrak, the author of Embolden, and she's also a podcast host to the show called Life on Purpose. You're going to want to check that one out because next week she's coming on and I can't wait for you all to hear from her. Be encouraged, everybody, and have a great week. Bye.